Welcome to Adventures Reads. Today's adventure is written by Ikuba and read by Lydia Forsen. The woman who married six and a half men. Chapter 6. A Dream Come True. I sneak into Yaobin's room at sunset. I knew that no one would be expecting me home for a couple of hours because I usually would spend that time at the riverside every evening just to clear my head. I also knew that there would be no one in his hut at that time of the day. He lived alone, although his younger sister came to help him sweep the hut and clean it from time to time. I prepared for whatever would ensue. I had wrapped myself with a green cloth which everyone said made my skin look like mahogany. And I tied the shiniest headscarf around my head and oiled my skin with inkuto, shea butter, till it gleamed. I'd sprinkled some talcum powder, which smelled like lavender on my underarms and between my thighs. The talcum powder was one of the numerous gifts that Yao had given me from his shop. When I got to Yao's hut, I gently pushed aside the piece of Edinkra cloth that covered the entrance and entered. The room was quite dim because the windows were covered with cloth which had not been pulled aside. I could see Yao lying on the mat in the room, so I moved closer with my heart thumping. My love, I said. I came here to sup. I stopped mid-sentence as the person lying on the mat turned and I saw to my horror that it was not Yao. It was actually a woman lying on the mat almost half naked. Her lower half was barely covered with a piece of cloth and her breasts were exposed. Her legs were splayed and I could see her waistbeast peeking out of the cloth. It took some minutes for me to make out that it was Yabriwa. Yabriwa, whom I considered my friend. I started recollecting how she would smile so widely and tease me every time Yao came to my house and she was around. Whenever I showed her a present Yao bought for me, she would tell me, Hey, Araba, you're truly a lucky woman. Look at all of these gifts that your lover is bringing you. Hmm. As for this your man, we'll share him all. I'll also marry him. I would throw back my head and laugh, naively, thinking that she was saying all these things in jest. Little did I know that Yao was indeed very serious about marrying Yao. Ya, what are you doing here? I asked her, my voice tinged with shock and my body going numb. What do you mean by what am I doing here? What are you also doing here? Is Yao your husband? Eh? And even if he was your husband, is he yours alone to keep? Don't come and disturb my ears with stupid questions this hot evening. I turned away and fled from the room with tears stinging my eyes. As I was making my way out of the hut, I saw Yao in a distance. He was coming home. He looked terrified when he saw me emerging from his hut. Good evening, Yao. I greeted him coldly. Araba, I, 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 I didn't know, know you, you were coming to see me. Oh, uh, why didn't you tell me you wanted to see me? Uh, uh, I'm sorry I didn't tell you. Anyway, 
I have to hurry home to help my auntie cook supper. I was just passing by, I said as I walked away. He couldn't even call me back. He just stood there, looking at me, his whole body marked with guilt. For the next few weeks, I totally ignored Yao. When I met him in town, I'd mutter a cursory hello and then walk past him. I refused to accept any gift he sent me through his younger siblings and returned them all promptly. He came to my house so many times and I turned him away each time. My auntie started asking me to forgive him. They said, ah, Araba, you are too stubborn. The man wasn't even married to you and yet look at how he's apologizing. Even if he was married to you, is he not a man? Is he not entitled to take on as many wives and concubines as his cutlass can take care of? Why are you being so jealous? Stop disgracing the woman in our family and making it look like we are selfish and we cannot share. Why should you as a woman have the mindset that you want your man to be for you alone? This is pure wickedness. I would say, mothers, thank you very much for the advice. I know that I don't want to share my husband with several women. And that's why I don't want to marry a womanizer. The other women can have him. Money is not everything. This will make them incensed. They would go on and on, ranting and raving about how I was wasting my chance and how I was being too rigid. But I was set in my ways and determined not to see Yao ever again. But my determination broke down the day that Yao followed me to the riverside. He looked so different from the last time I'd seen him. He looked haggard. He had lost so much weight and his eyes were bloodshot. Araba, I'll understand if you never want to see me again. But I beg you please, please forgive me. I promise that I will never look at another woman again. Tears started streaming down his face. What I did was really stupid. Stupid and unforgivable. I should never have done that to you and I know that I have caused you a lot of pain. I don't even know why I did that. I only know that I didn't want to touch you before I paid your bride price and disappoint your father. You know how religious he has become since he joined the new Pentecost church in our hometown. I should never even have looked at your friend Araba. I mean, she showed interest in me and I was so foolish to also follow her instead of thinking about you. Araba, I'm on my knees and I'm begging you. Please, just give me another chance. I took one look at him, kneeling on the hard rocks, tears streaming down his face. He looked like a little boy who had offended his mother and seriously wanted to make amends. I decided to give him a second chance. How could I not give him a second chance? Yeah, I was the first love of my life. And I don't think I've loved any man the way I loved him. We were married less than three months later. It was a very low-key event. As you know, in fancy custom, the bride need not be present for her wedding. And indeed, neither does the groom. As marriage is considered as a union of families, and not merely the union of individuals. Yao's uncles and father went to see my people, my father, uncle, mother, and elders. Yao's people took my head drink, which was some bottles of schnapps, 
and then my bride price, comprising of some gold dust to my family. Yao's generosity was so evident during the ceremony. My family members gasped as children from his family carried in several cartons of drinks, pieces of wax cloth imported from Holland, several pieces of gold jewelry, expensive soap, talcum powder and perfume. Additionally, the amount of Ghana shillings that he gave to my father and mother to thank them for raising me well and to my brothers as their akontasikaim, or sword, to thank them for protecting me was unsurpassed in our village at that time. In fact, I'm sure that probably only the chief and a handful of other rich men had ever paid that amount for their brides. After the ceremony, I moved into Yao's hut. Yao was a really understanding and gentle husband. He was such a gentle lover, and he was so patient with me on our wedding night that I don't even recollect feeling pain, although it was my first time with a man. I'd heard some horrible stories of how some brides would end up bleeding terribly because their husbands were so rough and demanded sex all the time. On the other hand, I also heard stories of some terror-inducing brides as well. There was this woman in our village about whom it was rumored that she refused to allow her husband to have sex with her unless he carried her on his back and crawled on the floor like a horse. Hey! <laughs> I was so elated to be married to Yao. I had desired this for such a long time and now that my dream had finally come true, I hoped that it would last forever. But dreams are never meant to stay forever. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's adventure. Do not forget to share. Follow us on social media and let us know what you think. We look forward to going on the next adventure with you. <laughs>